0: Jeremy McGrew.
1: and I'm Gary Butterfield,
0: and this is Days of Future Cast, and we are. What did I say last time? Fatal start. <laughs> we are dealing with. Yep, yeah,
1: it's it's time for spooky beginnings. What if it was like on the X Men
0: slightly inconvenient middle chapter?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think we just did that one. I'm sure. Yeah, I think we just did X, X Men limp middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, in no the last issue, uh, Operation Flaccid. Flaccid midsection.
0: Love that. I love a flaccid uh, midsection. Yeah. Man, you you sent yeah. me, you've been reading a lot of X-Men comics um, lately. I have. And you sent me a screenshot of a cover for, I don't remember the name. I know it's the mm-hmm. Age of X-Men uh, event.
1: Age of X-Men, the extremist, yeah. issue number
0: three. Issue number three. And apparently Psylocke and Blob are in love. Um, and this, the, yes. c- the cover of this just astounded me because it's just a silhouette of the two of them. And Blob is on the left, excuse me, on the right facing Psylocke. And just his, it's like set over a setting sun. So this is gorgeous orange light. And all you see is like the outline of their bodies. Silhouette. And, it, and it's just a huge gut. Just like Blob's huge, enormous yeah. gut just hanging down. And I don't feel bad about fat shaming
1: Blob because he's not a real person. Like, I don't think. Well, he's also the Blob. And he's also called like he's, the he, Blob. He goes by Blob on purpose. Yeah, yeah. The, the weird thing about this. So like, I, you know, I'm a man of courage. Uh, like I like a dig lady. I have no problem with finding big people sexually attractive. The, the thing about this that made me cringe a little bit was the idea that a bunch of people grew up reading comics and were just like super hot for Psylocke. Mm -hmm. And this felt like weird insert self-insert fan fiction to me, to be like, why doesn't Psylocke ever fall in love with the blob? You know, it it felt very much like, why doesn't Psylocke ever fall in love with me? (laughs) you know, like from that perspective, almost,
0: <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I guess that's the, I guess I could see that was like, there's a, um, there's a character in supernatural. That's basically like, a, like the writers inserted the audience. Like she writes fan fiction about them and everything. And when she meets the two hunks, she's like totally in love with one of them. And eventually she tries to drug one and marry him against his will. But that's, we don't have to get into all of that, but like, it, it's very, it's like, why are the writers being mean to the people that are buying and consuming the stuff that they're writing? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's not,
1: yeah I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that
0: huge gut—it haunts it, me, Gary. That huge gut it's, as in a silhouette, dude. I I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the the cover is undeniably like really jarring, you know. And again, like it it is difficult to like. It's also the blob. Like, there's this weird like body shaming. Uh, like when in discourse around that, where like every X Man except for the Blob is absolutely ripped, mm-hmm. like totally cut or like real thin. Yep. You know, you have your kitty prides or your, you know, even Scott Summers, who is just like a guy who shoots beams would be like an Olympic level weightlifter.
0: Yeah. That dude you can, like you could outswim anybody, I bet.
1: And then you get, you get the blob and the blob is huge. Like he's not just, you know, his, his visual cadence is that he's gigantic cause he's the blob. It's his mutant power. And you never get just like, what about a member of, you know, X-Force with roomy hips? You know, like there's no, there's no average body. So it almost, it doesn't feel like progressive to me to make Psylocke fall in love with the And the fact that Psylocke is also like, you know, the, the 90s sex symbol X-Man.
0: Sure. Yeah. You
1: know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel progressive to me as, as much as it would if you just started having like people with regular bodies and regular, I know is a loaded word, but I just mean more average bodies. Well, not just having the one person who's big, have it be their mutation.
0: Also just like all of the fucking problematic shit with Psylocke anyway, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh man. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's and you know, age of X-Man, a uh, pretty weak sauce, uh, neat ideas, but boy, I did not like that comic very much.
0: Yeah. It was pretty funny. So. Uh, Gary DMing me like the basic premise of age of X-Man and I won't go into all of the details here here a bit, but like the anti-horny X-Men seemed really funny to me. And I was like, I might read this just because it's so outlandish just to be interesting. And then like, Two days later, you're like, "I finished that. Please don't download it. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's so bad." <laughs> the, the change was so rapid in that I was like, "Oh man, I didn't even have a chance to look I, it up."
1: <laughs> even even early on, I was more bemused by anything. Like the idea of there being like a squad of X Men who go off and punish people for being horny it feels like something that like was made for me. You know, because I don't like horniness in my media. I don't want. I don't want these. You know, but it it takes it really far where it's like you can't even make friends or like have lovers. And that, that's basically the whole, you know, and, and I've read Brave New World before somebody's like, oh, read a book, you idiot. No, <laughs> I know uh, it's, it's based on Brave New World, but the, um, you know, the idea of X-Man being like, this is my, it, it's like incoherent. Like at first he's like, I need to remake the world. And during the first part, during the setup, he never mentions uh, love being the problem with the world. And then makes the like anti-love, anti-sex X-Men in his utopia. It's really fucking weird. It, it's somebody's very specific hang up yeah being made through a comic
0: somebody somebody spent a lot of time thinking about this and they got the opportunity to write the x-men and said you know what
1: (laughs) Yep." and it's a bummer too because like part of the i didn't find this out until after i read it but part of the remit of the crossover was to give like a lot of marginalized creators like work on the the side titles you know it's like age of apocalypse where it's you know there's an, an alpha and omega and then in between there's just these these limited series and just they're not very good Like there's, there's some moments that are okay within them, but you know, it's a bummer because if like, this was your chance at bat as a creator, doesn't get a lot of opportunities. I wish that the results were a little bit better. I'm not putting that necessarily on them. Like they should have those, like, you know, Scott Lobdell is a really shitty writer and I've read a lot of his stuff. Like, it's not like there aren't average or you know super mediocre writers who are just, you know, cis white street dudes, you know, bad writing is universal but I would have liked to have seen this be like really fresh perspectives and really knocked it out of the park. And it was not that.
0: And you never know. Like this, these situations can always be like editorial has this idea and they're going to hire. Like, and like, we want this person of color to do this idea instead of just being like, Hey, person of color, like bring you have us your ideas. ideas. Yeah. So it's, yep. you, you never know with these things. And that's, mm.
1: it does definitely like there's tons of uh, issues with it where it's like, feels like editorial was a big problem. Like the writers were not coordinated together. Um, yeah, the suggested reading order had uh, plot reveals come later. There's this weird thing where like characters in the same book because of the artist would look really the same, like their costume designs weren't differentiated enough. So I don't know a lot but, of issues with that,
0: but luckily we don't have to deal with that, uh, in deadly Genesis part four,
1: Nope. Um, spooky beginnings. The,
0: the cover here is our original team. Uh, so we've met sway mm-hmm. and, um, Uh, Vulcan and the other one and, uh, the The guy from first
1: class. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd like to draw your attention to how Xavier's right eye, uh, is higher than his left. And And, it's a different color. This as well. And it's a different color. Mm -hmm. Cause he, this is a very like, uh, you know, amateur rushed art and this is not even uh this is sylvester yeah,
0: yeah i am um, so. this looks like a generic dude i would create in bloodborne because i can't if you give me the idea, the option to do <laughs> like two different pupils colors i'm probably going to do that because i'm still 14 inside
1: yeah. gotta bowie it up
0: <laughs> oh is there uh, a scar around
1: an empty <laughs> 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 you know the the lamest options for those things i've been thinking about this because uh tony hawk i mm-hmm. uh, came out so you can make your guy is always tattoos
0: yeah because tattoos
1: are such like a personal thing and it's like they're always just tribal nonsense
0: i, I very you know, much don't, don't know why we haven't got, got to design your own tattoo except it's like completely needless like we don't really actually need this but like let me like with the thumbstick draw a dumb design and put it on my character and if it says an f word yeah. like who cares
1: no one's gonna see it <laughs> yep or upload like a jpeg or something
0: Oh, see that, you know that, that I can see like immediately, instantly goat see on my bloodborne character. Like that would be terrible. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to invade somebody and see like a a naked man with a like club a, a, just with a, a, a goat see for a chest a full
1: face, like a full chest, like, a, like the ultimate dark sign. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, has somebody done mashup part where it's somebody goat seeing the dark sign? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm sure, dude. I'm sure. <laughs> that ha- Like, Dark Souls has been out for like 11 years now or something, or nine years now almost. So, like, that has got to have happened. Yeah.
1: Oh, if Jesus. not, get on it. Get Let's on see. it,
0: internet. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, anyway, this cover is like the team standing around the empty wheelchair. Yes. I think this is actually striking and good. Yes, me too. Uh, yeah, this is cool. Um, we get into it, and we're doing this uh, flashback to Xavier first uh, waking up Moir McTaggart. Um and uh the night where the X Men have gone missing against Krakoa.
0: I um I like how and I don't know what year this is or whatever, but like he waits till he gets right outside of her house to telepathically wake her up instead of like, Hey, I'm on my way. Like he <laughs> could have done yeah. this fifteen minutes ago and let her have a cup of tea.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <Yeah>. but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he tried and she snoozed him. Maybe. <laughs> You think if, if he tries to wake you up, you can snooze him. <laughs>
0: Just a I'm sorry. I'm not accepting any telepathic communications for another 15 minutes. <laughs> you will not, you will not snooze me again. Magneto. <laughs> I swear to God.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to snooze the fight for mutant rights. The, uh, um, so he basically, uh, he's like, I wouldn't have come if it was really late, if it wasn't an emergency, you know, uh and he's he's just like he's like yeah i lost my my Mm x-men like this is a big deal they're on a mission uh i didn't think it would be dangerous but it's actually way more dangerous than i thought and my link to them cut out i cannot hear them Mm -hmm. you know with my brain anymore you have to help me
0: yeah and it's the 70s so they don't have cell phones despite that we have you know real fancy technology um and this is all like moira relating this via the video to wolverine and beast and for some reason they're surprised that nightcrawler is in the room which i thought was really weird (laughs) like we didn't allow you in here (laughs) you little weirdo (laughs) 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 like
1: this is how he doesn't have pay for his own internet he just watches youtubes over people's shoulders and then teleports away God, so annoying and i'm trying to do my own thing don't don't, i don't need
0: you camping (laughs) out on it (laughs) yeah Nightcrawler the piggyback is not something I would have really anticipated, but I like it. I like the idea a lot. Um, um, they continue to watch basically the
1: basically they just yeah yeah they just watch more video and uh if this is Xavier showing Moria like they'll when his link like what he saw before the link and it's Krakoa uh fighting against the X Men and the X Men are losing mm-hmm. uh big time. Yep. Yeah, I love this little uh bit with Angel being uh like. Sworn by what look like just like beautiful birds. <laughs> like, he's like, just absolutely adorable parrots. And he's just like, I need ground support. <laughs>
0: Help. I'm the worst x man I can't even take on birds. At least Aquaman can fight
1: fish. <laughs> Help. Someone opened up a pet store. Like, it's he, just, it's very good to me.
0: That's very funny. Um, um, yeah, they, uh, so they're, they they're fighting fight and losing, yeah. and uh, yeah. but Moira's like, you know, what is this? It felt like a nightmare. And he's, he's like, no, uh, that was my team that actually happened. Uh, they're, they're still alive. I can still feel their presence. I can't communicate with them, so I need your students to come and save them. Um, yeah. And before we go into the details of that, we go back over to Cyclops and Rachel, who have been freed from their... Uh, confines from their, yeah, from their, bound, whatever from their they bounds, are, yeah. yeah. And, um, basically Rachel like, I think he, he knows exactly what he's doing, but he doesn't know what his powers are yet. Like the, I think he may, this may be a mistake.
1: Yeah. Uh, he didn't used to be this powerful. Something happened that bumped him up way past a mega level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not ready, you know? Um, so he's making mistakes. She says like he fell asleep. Um, this is obviously implied to be the M day energy from all those mutants in that first issue that went off into space, you know, where beast is like, what happened to all the energy from all those mutants that got depowered? Um, it's supercharged Vulcan. Uh, they head upstairs and you know, Cyclops gets his visor. Like your powers are probably coming back soon. And Cyclops has been here before. He's not sure where it is. He sees all this wreckage, uh, and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know. And she's like, yeah, the professor has been here as well. Like there's still that kind of like after scent Mm -hmm. here.
0: Um, and, he Rachel asked him, like, Are you sure you've never seen this dude before? Because he I'm getting this this idea from him with the the leftover psychic residue that he definitely used to think he was an X man at some point. Um Yeah. And we go back over to Moira kind of talking about her students and uh, we see that uh she was training all of the people that we have met so far uh Sway and Petra and all these people basically to use their powers similar to what we've seen with X-Men in the past with what Charles does um and we go through a lot of like oh she can she can stop bullets and this this one can use rocks to kill robots and all this other stuff and it was you know basically describing what the, who these characters are at this point
1: Yep yeah. Um, you know, and they all those very testing. Uh you know, Darwin just getting roasted, but you know, being fireproof fireproof and stuff. Who'd they get for the roast? uh, Anybody good? (laughs) (laughs) It's Jeffrey Ross, unfortunately. Uh, Even though he's been cancelled, he's a shithead. They still got him. Oh man. Uh he's Michael Rosenberg. (laughs) (laughs) Um so, uh, they're, they're spending some extra time talking about, uh, Darwin since Darwin is going to actually survive through this spoilers, uh, and has like a really interesting power, you know? So they're like, you know, possibilities would be endless if he can control this at will. Uh, and then Vulcan, who is like this bright eyed kid who is just like killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he really wants to test his abilities and Moria says he's a mystery. Like he's been through all of the hurt, but he doesn't really talk about his past. Yes. You know, we don't even know his real name. He goes by Gabriel
0: and they give him like the most Uh, generic power set ever. He's an energy manipulator, which like, yeah, I mean, I'm
1: that (laughs) (laughs) light switcher and energy manipulator, right? Like, I mean, if you consider a can
0: of beer, like some energy, which it is (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Um, And then basically Charles like does the pitch. Uh, He wakes them all up because they're all in their night clothes and he's like, Hey, come be an X-Men and save all of the rest of the X-Men. And they are like, fuck yeah, let's do it. We are super excited about this.
1: Yeah, Moria is trying to stop them. Like we haven't discussed it. And he's just like, there's nothing to discuss. Like we want to be X-Men. This is what we've been planning to do. You know, this is what we want this whole time. Uh, And he's, he's got, he's really looking up to them. And the way Xavier does this, which is really interesting is he puts them into like a time compression in his brain uh, where he does months and months of training um, that only take place over a couple of hours. Um, There's a funny joke in here. Uh, that's a classic uh, where the bottom where Petra walks up and goes, hey, who ate my fruit pies? Uh, and Vulcan's like, wasn't me. And then Darwin's like, me neighbor," Because he's got a mouthful of fruit pies. Uh, that is an old X-Men joke thing. Uh, there's a thing called Toy Fair Theater that was made through the magazine Toy Fair. Uh, there were these little comics they did with old X-Men figures. And uh, it usually starred Spider-Man. Um, I was a big fan of these when I in my 20s. Um, and then they did a part where the X-Men took over and they're just like, well, now I'll return you to the wholesome comedy, of the X-Men. And it was always this like storm walking into a room, me like who ate my cookies <laughs> and nightcrawler being <but> like, <laughs> not me. So I going, not me. And Wolverine going with a mouth and chocolate all over his face. I just kept doing it. And it was very funny to me. Uh, I forgot this reference was in here. That's hilarious. And I love the idea of Xavier, like remaking the, uh, the fruit pie discourse from 60s (laughs)
0: x-men um so moira immediately questions like the morality of this right like you were deceiving all of these kids uh to do all of this they think that all of this is real um you're gonna have a heck of a reckoning although nobody thinks to like when they get out of this nobody picks up a calendar thankfully um yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> wait a minute. I figured by the time we were done, the boys' season three would be out, but it's still in the boys' <laughs> season two. What's up?
1: <laughs> uh, the uh, he, the, you know, Ziva at some point knew there wouldn't be calendars for their going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it could you know, be dangerous. The grave
1: <laughs> there's no time there. <laughs> what do you mean no
0: time? Yeah. I just mean there's no calendars whatsoever. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah, I just say don't check a watch. <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> Um, don't stop at the Krakoa gift shop on the way out.
0: I I do like a good training montage and that, that it has X-Men through the gift shop X-Men through the gift shop. I like it. Um, sorry. The, uh, I do like a good training montage montage. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is like good, right? Like this is, this is a good one of those. And like, they even like their scenes of them looking at pictures of the X-Men like that, xavier has already had framed and stuff like that which is you know a callback to the first issue where nightcrawler was looking at some of these things um yeah and yeah like you know more is like you know what they're just kids they don't really understand this stuff like what if they don't actually believe in this or give a shit about it like what if but he's like no 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 they're they, they want to do this that's why i'm giving them special uniforms and names
1: yeah and and he's they do want to do it like they're they're both right mm-hmm. during this section like it's a weird it, i mean i feel like I'm like position myself on this podcast as the only person in the world who ever defends Charles Xavier. And I kind of fucking hate it, you know, cause it's, it's, it's not a, a fun position to be in, but like this whole thing is that he's the shittiest person in the world for doing this. Uh, I, I think that it's like the framing of this, if it was just like, like it's pretty shitty of him to go grab nightcrawler and send him against Krakoa too. Yeah, totally. You know, but we never, we never questioned it. Like it was just fine. You know, the idea is like, Oh, these were just students. Like, you know, the nightcrawler like Colossus was a fucking farmer. <laughs> he wasn't even a student. He didn't even have this like montage, you know, he was to, a to farmer in a different
0: country. Like what the hell? Yeah, He didn't
1: speak English, you know? And, and them just being like, this is going to be awesome. Like we want to be X-Man and he's putting them through training. Like, I don't think that it's, it's, I think it's shitty, but I don't think it's nearly as shitty as it's being portrayed yeah. as a thing. Or like, I guess it's just the mean it's like the, the kind of shitty that the X-Men kind of tended to traffic in we superheroes more generally.
0: Well, and especially like you know? compared to what we're going to hear that Xavier has done in the next two issues. Like this doesn't even, isn't on the fucking chart. Like this is just kind of average X-Men stuff. Like, Hey, we're going to find some kids. We're going to put them in a outfit. We're going to send, have them shoot some robots. And then we're going to send them against a super villain. Like that's what the X-Men do. Um, like the rest of the stuff that he did, that has, he is has, the, the crimes that he has committed are like way, way worse. and like, those are the ones that are interesting. I think.
1: Well, it's always, it's the classic, you know, Xavier crimes. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's hiding stuff from people yeah. from their memory,
0: memory manipulation. Yeah. And that, <laughs> he's he's a memory manipulator. Yeah. I mean, it's right there on the fucking card.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, 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 and it fucking, it sucks. Right. Like I'm not defending that. Right? You know, one of the things like when we did the dark Phoenix movie um, and it was just like, yeah, he shouldn't have lied to this little girl. Like that sucks. But he also like her dad didn't want her and she was going to die. And like, you know I think there was like an argument to be made, you know i i I think that they're like my favorite Xavier is when he's doing shitty things, but he's doing them for pretty reasonable reasons, you know, like not a straight up condemnable Xavier like you kinda get it yeah uh that's you know that's that's kind of where I land with this is where it's like it is obviously the wrong choice in retrospect uh the fact that Xavier has always been bald makes it hard to tell his like age during this, like he's supposed to be in his early thirties, and maybe this is just like my middle-aged man yeah, speaking, but I was not, you know, I, I'm a better person now than I was when 10 years ago, you know? Oh,
0: absolutely. And, and like uh, you I, make terrible, yeah. I mean, I didn't cause I got married and that was the easiest thing to, to yes. avoid mistakes, but <laughs> not, I mean, jokes aside though, like you make shitty mistakes and if you have like this all encompassing power and the ability to help people with it, you're going to be like the, the, the attraction to do that, the, res- it's going to be very difficult to resist the temptation to make someone's life. "Quote unquote," better as you see it, and the argument yeah. there is that like, hey, that's not his decision to make. But at the same time, we've all kept shit from our loved ones or from our significant others or from our family on the basis that hey, I don't want to, I don't want you to know about this because it's going to make your life worse and my life also worse. Uh, uh, yeah. So like, it's absolutely it's it's difficult to yeah. condemn him even if like twenty twenty hindsight, like yeah. I probably should have told my mom that I had taken the vehicle out that night, but you know, I didn't want to because I would have gotten in trouble. I wouldn't <laughs> be able to take the vehicle out anymore, but you know, you could uh, yeah, yeah. but you could yeah. always go back and like look at Xavier's decisions like that. It's just to me. It always comes down to like literally the memory manipulation stuff of I, I'm not just going to keep the secret from you. I'm going to keep the I'm going to keep the secret that you already know from yourself and that's what it, it always fucks me yeah. up, which is I think like everybody can get behind is a bad thing. <laughs>
1: It's super a bad thing. I, I think that like it, it's Xavier has had such a weird uh, kind of arc in this uh, in this franchise because initially it started off and he was very two dimensional, like he was just kind of this wise figure, you know, and and undeniably heroic, like presented in, in a heroic light. And then I feel like uh, people start deconstructing it, you know, with uh, like oh maybe he's actually not so saintly, and this has been going on for decades. Like it's happening here. Like in the nineties, there was the Xavier files where like it was a big deal that he had files on how to kill all the X-Men if he had to, you know, all these things like they've been doing dark side of Xavier. But I, I think that we're kind of, and maybe this happens in hawksbox and I just haven't read it, but like the more nuanced, like, yeah, Xavier fucked up, but he had these reasons. Like let's do him as like kind of an anti-hero mm-hmm. phase. I feel like we've kind of gone from like hero to secret villain Uh, you know, without ever hitting like a spot that is more interesting than that. Like it's hard to think, like, what are the good Xavier comics? Yeah. Where it's not just about hit something shitty he did. I
0: was kinda thinking the same thing because like I remember As a kid, and it's like a as a young teenager, just like Xavier was like, oh man, he's the coolest dude. Like he's the he's the leader, and like I always want to know more about him and all this other stuff. Like I was I was because I was just a little too young to really appreciate like the the weird stuff that was going on, and really at that time like not a lot of that stuff had been done, or at least I hadn't encountered a lot of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I you know I'm, I'm I'm sitting here kind of thinking like has there been a Xavier like maybe that should be the next thing that we try to seek out is like is there been a really good Xavier story where he's not just a complete shitheel or just like a like a Charlie's Angel character right like he's not just on the phone yeah assigning missions and then hanging out and being the communicator of everybody so
1: he's actually uh in the Mystique miniseries that Brian K. Vaughn wrote uh he kind of operates like that he's kind of like sends Mystique into miss- uh, missions she has um uh on mission handler but he kind of gives her stuff to do as kind of like Charles Xavier or not Charles Xavier, uh, Charlie's angels. Yeah. And Charles, yeah, Charles Xavier's angels, Charles angels. Uh, but yeah, it kind of does a little bit of that. But as far as like a uh, uh, point of view comic, I think that's what, um, X-Men, uh, Legion was, was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came out of Messiah complex, but I never really read very much of that, even though it was by a writer. I liked it was Mike Carey. Uh, I thought the comic was boring. So I didn't keep up with it, but maybe that eventually gets good. And that's, so if you're, if you're hearing this, like, you know, hit us up. I would, I, we're not going to do it next. We already have planned what we're going to do next. Yes. But I am interested in, uh, and man, uh, just, I, I started looking through, uh, what we're doing next again. That has a very funny take on Xavier. Yes. Like it's yeah, a funny yeah, comic yeah, I'm anyway. Really, I'm really excited Xavier about it. Is yeah. I like, oh, god, his weird <laughs> obsession with just like making sure his mutants can have sex. is so fucking funny and weird. <laughs> And that'll be uh, your hint. So
0: and you can go to the days of future cast Instagram. If you want to get more hits to figure out what we're covering <laughs> yep. next season
1: for the ARG. Yeah. 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 Um, I
0: finally, there's a um, music podcast that I finally had to unfollow it on Twitter because I, and I stopped listening to it a while back because I just kind of lost me. It was a little too intellectual about music and I don't really like that in some cases, but uh, there was a picture of Kendrick Lamar that came out. And mm-hmm. it was just him as apparently like a, a picture on a set from a music video. And it was just him sitting down next to a phone booth and like, Hey, I had the receiver in his ear and the guy with the guy that runs a Twitter account was like, all right, I don't normally do this, but here's, you know, I, here, here's a big thread dissecting this picture uh, one out of eight. And I'm like, nah, fam, we're not doing this. Uh, I'm not,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is cute. When, when, when Sinclair does it, you know, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, oh, with a trailer. But that, it's kind of you know they're kind of aware of it, so
0: yeah they were doing it to be goofy and funny and this dude was completely serious so, um, oh. so yeah we go through all of the training montage uh, and we get to them getting on the blackbird and take and and leaving to go save the X Men and Charles pulls Vulcan off to the side uh, and Moira is about to says something to the extent of you know if I had known really what he was going to tell. Vulcan that day or kid Vulcan that day, I would have I, I would have said and then it get the video camera cuts off because it's you know yep. we're gonna get ninety percent of the information off of this airplane crashed video, but not a hundred percent.
1: Yep. Yep, yep. Uh this 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 fool's errand. Uh I like this 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 like not very true to Wolverine uh dialogue. Hey, what's the deal, McCoy? Uh doesn't <laughs> hey, sound like Wolverine to me. Hey,
0: man, what's what's the deal?
1: What's happening, dude? Hey, the video stopped. Hey, bro, bro. Hey,
0: hey, the video stopped working, (laughs) man. Can you know how to fix this?
1: Buffering? (laughs) What's that? I don't understand. Um, I'm clicking play.
0: (laughs) Play is the button.
1: (laughs) Uh, um, So they they basically are just like, you know, what happened to these kids? We cut back over to Cyclops and uh, Marvel Girl, and they see where they're at. It's the uh, Moria McTaggart Research and Development Lab. Um, and Scott's like, oh yeah, like I have been here, you know, Xavier helped design this. I came here, you know, at some time, but I can't really remember why, you know, he has memories of this place, but not what he did here. And Vulcan shows up and goes, that is because he didn't want you to. And he's in his old uniform. He's dressed up as kid Vulcan now. Yeah. He says like, yeah, this is, uh, before I saved you, this is the first time we met. Uh, and Cyclops is obviously freaked out by this.
0: Yes. And he also said calls him big brother. So <laughs> yeah,
1: Uh huge, you know, huge reveals here. Um, the backup strip is about kid Vulcan. They saved, you know, that one for last. Um, I, uh, am really bored by space stuff in general and tend to be pretty bored by X-Men space stuff. Okay. And that's what this is. Uh, it's, it's him being raised by Shiars, you know, mm-hmm. mostly. And I'm a little bit bored by it. Yep. Uh, up until he gets to earth. Like he's dressed up like Anakin, you know, he's, he's got a star Wars robe on and I just, I think it's kind of dumb. His powers manifest. He accidentally kills like this weird. Shiar nun mm-hmm. who is uh, hanging out. Um, they get to his recruitment, like when he gets to earth and this is more interesting and it shows him like meeting Cyclops and kind of his hero worship.
0: Yeah. Um, and, it, and like, you know, so the, and he also like is actively lying to Moira because Moira was like, you know, you don't, you, you are you remembering anything in your dreams? And he's like, no, not at all. And he like a hundred percent is starting to remember stuff. Um, yep. and when he meets Xavier, Xavier almost immediately is like, Hey, I, I, I know who you are. I can, I, I can feel it. Your, your brain scan DNA or whatever, but he doesn't tell anybody about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, what do you find? You know, third summer's brother, which we'll get to, um, you know, I love him meeting Scott and then doing a little impromptu training session and how psyched he is. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think that's very sweet. What you if know, like it'd be like, hey, do you want to pop some dingers with like Mr. Baseball Man or something?
0: Well, like, what if you met Paul F. Tompkins yeah. and he was like, hey, man, you want
1: to you want to just record a, hey, like a little one podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want you want to do, do a little podcast, a little improv? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be, be like, terrified, no, sir. but it would also be <laughs> no, yeah, sir. Yeah, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Tompkins. What would I you do, Mr.
0: Tompkins? Would you just say like my name on a podcast and make fun of that so I don't have to be there? <laughs> like, this seems really intimidating. Yeah. Like,
1: can I can I just like can I PayPal you? thirty dollars and then we can forget this ever happened <laughs> I, I just i really love you and i appreciate your stuff and i support you already but like
0: can i pay you know? 42 dollars and just have this come up as a as an anecdote on a different podcast and you can use somebody else's <laughs> name <laughs> and by the way my name is cole ross if you need to <laughs> uh
1: but yeah that's the uh that's the issue that's it you know uh That's it. Uh, you know, we're in the middle, we're heading towards the end here. Mm -hmm. This is a better middle chapter than the last one. I think like there's more incident, uh, and more just kind of, uh, you know, interesting things like him dropping that he knew Scott and everything. Everyone would be able to guess, but him being the third summer's brother is, uh, you know, has been more subtly hinted at up until this point. And that's a, you know, we'll talk about it more in the next couple issues, but that was such a big deal. Like that was one of the only really long running, X Men Mysteries, yeah, that was going on because so, stuff had been
0: hinted at. Like there is, there was always like this, uh, this, these subtle and not so subtle for like, decades, for yeah, literal decades, like Claremont days, yeah. we were, were hinting around to this. Yep. So like when this finally happened, like people were like, "Holy shit, this is a mind blowing reveliza- realization!" And it's this, and like, and just like most mysteries, like once you get all of the details, you're like, "Oh well, that's completely normal and kind of boring." So <laughs> see you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: It's, it's a weird, it's a, it's a smart way, I think, to do a third summer's brother when they reveal how I just like this guy immediately became this character who went off and did space shit Mm -hmm. with the X-Men. Like there was like a cross, like a summer event that was all just, you know, the Shi'ar empire stuff. And I've just never been interested in that. Well, and all the the powers aren't like
0: super interesting, right? Like, like the, his powers are like, I can do anything with energy and
1: it's, it's, yeah.
0: And there's no real like threat to the guide. Um, I mean, there is, but like at the end of this, this is basically like resolved with conversation and just like a couple of punches. But like this, the idea that this dude just has like all these crazy powers in one kind of immediately makes him uninteresting. Like there's just, you know, yeah. you just need like I Cyclops has laser beams, uh, or concussive blast. Um, but he's also like, he can do like a <laughs> fucking backflip, like, cause he trained to do that. And that's cool and
1: interesting. Yeah just it turns out not to be like he's just kind of an angsty teen yeah you know who who's an adult and it's just like you know i i I understand the pathos that comes from finding out you have a shitty brother you know it's like (laughs) oh i got this half brother he's real shitty though you know like that's like a relatable situation sure uh but then this he went on to star you know like the x-men stories like centered on this dude for a year or two and that's a bummer
0: i am uh like I I, I have been waiting for the penny to drop for years for not, my, not for my dad to have a secret family but for him to have gotten some chick pregnant <laughs> you know what I'm saying
1: okay like he's not yeah. he's not secret oh, yeah.
0: family guy I don't think he could really keep it up for that long but like I don't think he could do I mean, that that whole I'm situation but it, he could uh, definitely uh, is definitely illegitimate uh, child guy and I am I've just been waiting yeah. for someone to <laughs> <laughs>
1: You, Twitter, you've, you've prepared with uh, with wife guys. Are you ready for illegitimate <laughs> child guy? <laughs> I mean, every I love every woman on Twitter. Yeah, children. we know. <laughs> <laughs> I know society may think me strange, but I love my curvy <laughs> illegitimate children. There's <laughs> a rap I made about it. <laughs> Why didn't you help your
0: curvy illegitimate children? Why didn't you save them from the cliff? That seems bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just like, well, I figured we'd blog about my curvy, illegitimate children falling down a cliff. Uh, for, did, man, did you have you seen the video for of the adult TikTok TikTok house? No. <laughs> oh, dude, like after this, you gotta. It's, it's I mean, it's it's the kind of thing you watch because you hate it. Okay, you know sure, it, it's, yeah. it's a. Yeah, well, you said th- adult TikTok
0: house, and I just like immediately went to hate. I know, so. <laughs> I did.
1: It's real, dude. It's it's this guy doing this little TikTok about him and a bunch of influencers who live in this like fancy California mansion. He's going, and introducing everybody in the adult TikTok house, and introduce the term "adult TikTok house" to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's it it's bleak, man. It, it it's like the cultural form of these wildfires. Like it's fucking bleak.
0: I um, so bleak I was introduced bleak. to that concept with Vine because apparently that's like that kind yeah, sure. of thing started with Vine. Um, but also like in the latest like wave of bad shit happening to women in video games, um, the fighting game community uh like had all of these like you know accusations about players and all this other stuff and there's some like super gross stuff that i don't really want to repeat here because it it gets into like territory that we're not really equipped to deal with on a (laughs) comic book podcast but um apparently there was a dude and apologies for forgetting his name i'm not a member of the smash community but he basically ran like a house that all of these weird twitch streamers could live in um but he okay. had like, it's, it's, it, it comes out that he has like the most bizarre rules ever. So the thing that I'm remembering specifically is like, oh, um, somebody, somebody stole $200 out of my room. So I am going to, unless someone gives it back and they can do so anonymously, I'm going to go into every single room of the house and break something important to you. And I'm going to do that once a day until I get my $200 <laughs> back
1: like it was it was jesus crazy
0: Christ. like it was like like crazy shit and the dude was like obviously very abusive and like there's a, a lengthy list of allegations but like people were living with it because it was like oh yeah that's 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 what we did like i lived there for four years or whatever and i'm like what the fuck Good there's this whole world out there that i'm not exposed to and adult tiktok house is definitely one of them
1: <laughs> there's a there's also um god i want to make sure i'm remembering this uh uh, no, not horse. <laughs> I think there's something called like final fantasy seven house. Yeah. Uh, there's a vice article that I got to send you. If you want to read about the final fantasy seven house, which is similar, similar energies to that. That's so fucking wild. Uh, dude. dude, what are it, they? It's, are, it's are all they making
0: content for final fantasy seven. What is the,
1: no, it's just like an abusive asshole and a bunch of like his anime harem like all live in this like squalid hellhole. Oh hole. Jesus. I wonder if, I
0: wonder if this is the same thing and I'm confusing Smash with <laughs> Like well, this, this could this be... was
1: this was old.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You know,
1: this this is this is, you know, so I, I feel like uh you know it it's just everyone's there's always got like house guys are now the new wife guys. <laughs> oh no. You know? So uh, Anywho. Uh, yeah. if you like this podcast. This podcast.
0: Yeah, tell your friends about it. Uh go to patreon.tv patreon.com slash tech and give us some money about it uh leave some reviews about it on itunes or stitcher or whatever well, i don't know what the fuck you believe people leave reviews yeah, yeah. um yeah but just tell your friends about it follow that's the best heart. way yeah follow your heart yeah, we
1: really appreciate you yeah follow your heart call your congressman yeah um yeah, we really appreciate you and until next time what was the sign off
0: i've already forgotten it
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's been a half hour so i have no memories bye everybody <laughs> bye Xavier took it from us.
0: Xavier took it from us.